What's up, beautiful people? Right now, you are listening to the voice of a cell Jean-Pierre Jr., also known as Cells. Listen, if y'all trying to follow me on any social media, my Instagram is CellsJP, S-E-L-Z-J-P. My Facebook is my name, Acel Jean-Pierre Jr. Type my name into YouTube, you'll find my channel. I speak, I play, I produce. So if you need any of those things, please feel free to hit me up. You can hit me up through social media on my business email, which is cellsjpinc at gmail.com. S-E-L-Z-J-P-I-N-C at gmail.com. Check out my hashtags, cellspeaks, cells and keys, which is S-E-L-Z-N-K-E-Y-Z, and cells produces. Looking forward to connecting with you guys. All right, be blessed. Yo, what up, what up, what up? It's Cell Speaks. We back at it again. So this is part two of Five Years Celibate, the five things that I learned. So I think the last one I left you guys with was um, taking control of your relationships. So, um, you know, just refer back to the older one to kind of get an idea of um, what I was talking about. But, um, yeah, you know, we're going to get back at it again. And we're going to start with one that was like really important that I'm going to try to expound on a little bit more for you guys. Um, it is don't entertain the attention. And what does that mean? I'm going to read what I wrote and then I'll uh, explain it. I basically said um, once I made my adjustments and I learned from my mistakes, I felt like I had things on cruise control. God quickly revealed to me how wrong I was, and I realized that even though I wasn't being intimate with anyone or going on dates or talking later on the phone, I was still entertaining feminine attention, even if it was just a little bit. I would do enough to keep them interested, but not enough to cross any of my boundaries. And God called me out and said to me one day, like, you don't need their attention. Why are you entertaining it? And, um... I'm going to explain to you guys, like, why that is super important. This is something that the faster you can understand it, learn it, and get into control, I promise you it'll be a lot easier in your relationships. We as human beings, we, we like attention. We like to be recognized. We like to be validated in different ways. You know, we, we appreciate that. So when we don't have that, it's almost like, you know, there becomes that craving. But the problem is, it's like when you're married, that can be a major issue because there are going to be times where you and your spouse are not on the same page. And, you know, everybody's relationship is different. But sometimes for some people, you guys can go a day or two without talking because, you know, one party needs time to process. Now, if you don't know how to manage not receiving attention then those are the moments that should be most dangerous because if you're so used to always getting attention whenever you want it now when your spouse isn't giving you that attention you will either consciously or subconsciously look for it and you may find it in the wrong things or the wrong someone and that can cause issues and problems and another thing too is another aspect of that is like sometimes you just gotta nip it in the bud meaning there are people who you you know that they like you and you know that they're interested, but you don't give them enough that they can take it and run with it. But you do just enough that they continue to stay interested in you. And there's that mystique and they're, you know, constantly drawing in and, 
You know, it's like they want to catch you, but then you never really allow them to catch you. That's what we call entertaining the attention, like doing enough to keep you hooked, but never enough to say, I want, I like you or I want to be with you. And unfortunately, there's men that do this to women for years, really. Just keep a woman kind of hanging on on the edge and hoping that, all right, you know, one day maybe he might get serious. And there's women who do the same thing to men. You know, you string them along and, you know, he likes you and he's doing all these things for you. And you 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 never go past any serious boundaries, but you just do just enough to make sure you keep him hooked. And, you know, for the lifestyle that God was calling me to, he called that straight up. And he was like, you don't need that attention. So why are you entertaining it? Like, what for what reason? And when that kind of hit me, I was like, oh, that's what can I say to that? I mean, I mean, it's God, right? What can you say to God? But, you know, Lord, you got it. You're right. And when he called me out like that, I, I, I just said, all right, you know what? You're right. And I started making my adjustments and I no longer like did little things, you know. And when I say little things, I'm, I'm saying things like, you know, for example, you never really talk to the person, but then on their birthday, you know, you message them and instead of just a simple, generic happy birthday, you're saying things like, man, happy birthday. You know, you crossed my mind. Hope all is well. Miss you. You know, seemingly innocent, but for someone who may be interested in you or like you, for them, that might be like a, oh, wow, like maybe this might be the opportunity where our relationship could change. And, you know, he's showing a little more interest and then they respond, you know, trying to have conversation and maybe you entertain conversation a little bit, a little bit before you end it. Like these, that's what you call entertaining attention. You know, reaching out to someone that you you have no intentions of marrying or moving forward with you just bored you just kind of just keep them along and these are these bad habits that as men especially as men really but definitely women as, as well because all of us across the board you have to take control of that do not entertain the attention it's just not worth it and you have to learn to manage again because when you and your spouse going at it you can't Run to everybody else looking to be heard or get the attention that you seek. Because I guarantee you the wrong people will always show up. And once the devil knows that that's your weakness and that's how he can get you to slip and, you know, compromise your relationship. Oh, yeah, that's 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 healing. He's going to exploit that every single time. Oh, you know, um, me and my wife, we we haven't been intimate in so long. And then all of a sudden now this this other young lady starts, you know, being a little bit more um, suggestive than usual and, you know, trying to catch her attention and show you that she's interested and, you know, kind of tempting you. And then because whatever strains on your relationship, you start what? Entertaining the, the attention. Or, you know, maybe as a, a woman, you've been changing your hair and wearing different dresses and doing all of that. And your spouse just pays you no mind. Like, just, all right doesn't say anything doesn't notice and all of a sudden you know that one guy at work sometimes the quote-unquote work husband or whatnot he's saying man i love your hair wow you look so nice and he's noticing all the things that your husband hasn't been and then you entertain oh thank you oh wow someone oh really did you oh i wasn't sure and you're entertaining conversation and you're investing too much time and energy into something that you really shouldn't be playing with so again, to the men and to the women, don't entertain the, the attention. You don't need it. You don't have to have it. And you're much better without it. 
The only attention that you need is from your spouse. That's it. You know, and I'm talking in the romantic sense. Obviously, we have friends and et cetera, et cetera. But listen, when you marry, don't don't even waste your time. It's, it's unnecessary. Save yourself the trouble. Um, that's been one of the things that saved me because I don't, I, you know, I, I walk my straight and narrow path as best as I can. And I'm a person who believes in to make your life easy. And I guarantee you that, yeah, you master that one, you'll be all right. And then um, this was the most important one for me. I learned many lessons during that time. You know, five years being celibate when I, yeah, I spent about five years um, sexually active. And after that, about five years celibate until I got married. Um, But one of the most important things that God really revealed to me in that time um, and to this day I live with that It is that We don't love people for who they are Or what they do We love them Because God loves us And so because God loves us That's why we love people So let me break that down Like if you love a person Because they're kind And they're sweet And they're loving what do you do when they're not so kind and not so sweet and not so loving? And and this is the problem that a lot of people run into because when you base your feelings and your love on how a person acts or behaves, you will always be in trouble. Why? Because human beings are not consistent. We are fickle. One day I will be kind. The next day I might be mean. But if your love was hinged on the fact that I'm this kind Husband, I'm this kind person to you. Then, when I fall short, your love will be compromised. Or if you're like, man, you know, I love her because she's so beautiful. God forbid, but what if she ends up in an accident? Like, does that change your feelings or your love for her? So, our feelings, our emotions, our commitment, our dedication cannot be hinged upon something that isn't consistent. A person's behavior isn't consistent. Who they are now, 20 years from now, they could be different. For six days out of the week, they could be the nicest person in the world. And on that one day when they're just feeling out of it, they're a little, they reverse. You know, with a man, you know, some women, when they're on, you know, their cycles, they're super nice. Some are super mean. Some are super crazy. Again, if your feelings and your affections are hinged on how a person acts or behaves around you you'll always be in trouble because human behavior is inconsistent so that's why god says we don't love people for who they are what they are what they do you love them because i love you and no matter how many times i have fallen short or failed or slipped up god has always loved me the same and consistent and and you know what's so funny like we talk about that verse in the bible that says that wives need to submit to their husbands but Something I've been thinking about is that the Bible says that men are supposed to love their wives the way Christ loves the church. That is harder, much harder to do than a wife submitting to her husband. A wife submitting to her husband is a lot easier than a man having to love his wife the way Christ loves the church. Why do I say that? Because we are the church. We sin daily. We turn our backs on God all the time. We do what we want to do. We listen when we feel like it. We're obedient when we feel like it. We fall short daily. 
And yet, no matter how many times we have fallen below the standard, no matter how many times God has called us to do something and, and we slip up, yet God's love for us has never changed. Like, not one time. Not one time after something you did, God was like, oh, man, you know, this was it. I love him less. You know, he finally did that thing that was going to reduce my love for him. Never. And so that's what God is calling a husband to do for his wife. No matter what she does, be willing to love her forever and completely. And that's why I say the job for the man is harder. Because we're told to love our spouses like Christ loves the church. And women are just told to submit. So, you know, granted, I know, you know, the big issue in the battle now with this, the, the taboo word submission and I understand, you know, there's not a lot of men who are great examples or true men of God. And that's what's making a lot of these women hesitate. And I understand that. But at the same time, like, you know, for the true men of God, like, you know, we're called. We're called and, and the calling is highest. It's not, it's, it's not something easy. You know, God's calling us to do this. It's serious. So it goes back again to one of the most important lessons that I learned in that time. We don't love people for who they are or what they are. We love them because God loves them. We love them because God loves them. We forgive them because God forgives us. We show them grace because God constantly shows us grace. It doesn't mean that, you know, you allow someone to beat up on you and, and hurt you. No, because there's a hierarchy of love. You know what I mean? You have to, it starts with loving God first. All right, when you love God first, you will understand and learn what love is. Then after loving God, you have to love yourself. So you start from loving God to loving yourself, and then you love your fellow man. Because when you can love God, you will learn what exactly what love is. When you know what love is, when you, you love yourself. When you love yourself, you'll be able to extend and, and, and experience that with the people in your circle. So... When you follow that hierarchy, everything makes sense because why? You do everything based on the person who's at the top. So if God is at the top of your hierarchy of love, then all your actions will be things that are pleasing to him. So now you won't be kind or loving to your wife because that's what you want to do. You'll do that because you love God and you know that that's something he's calling you to do. And so what makes it work is that let's say your wife cheats on you, where some people would feel like, I have the right to cheat, you wouldn't because when God has a hierarchy of love for you, you're not going to compromise who you are in your character for vengeance or just to get even. Why? Because you were never necessarily faithful to your wife. You were being faithful to God. So you never fornicated, not because you said, oh, you know, I can't let my wife die. No, it was because God has called me to purity and I need to honor that. And so what ends up happening is that no matter what your spouse does or how they do it, it never causes you to compromise who you are. And that's where you can start to understand what unconditional love is. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie to you guys. It, it takes time to develop this. It's definitely not something easy. But once you get the hang of it, it's life changing. Like, I promise you on that. There are so many things I learned from that time that have been just such a blessing with me and my wife. So, you know, to recap, um, control your environment, create an environment that allows you to move forward in the morals and, and understandings that you have, 
understand that God's purity is so much more than you think. It's not just don't engage in relationships with other people. It's understand, you know, your mindset, understand the content that you're consuming, like be mindful of all these things. It's not, it's not no careless or simple as, oh, just don't touch her. No, how you think, how you look at the world, like God is calling us to so much more. Take control of your relationships. Don't let these relationships just spiral out of control. If you have to end a friendship, end a friendship. If you have to talk to someone and set boundaries, stand firm for your beliefs, your morals, and your values. Because if you don't treat them like they're important, no one else will. Don't entertain the attention. If that person is not your spouse, you don't need their attention. If your spouse is not giving you attention, you talk to them about it. You try to find reconciliation and methods that work. You, or you know what? You pray about it and leave it in God's hands and say, Lord, listen, I'm trying to be faithful, but this is what's going on right now. And I need you to handle it because I'm doing. I'm keeping my end of the bargain. So again, don't entertain the attention. And lastly, but not least, is we do not love people for what they do or who they are. We love people because God loves us. And that's how you will be able to love the, the, the people in your life consistently This is not just limited to spouses Family members, friends The people that you care about When you love them Okay, because God loves you Doesn't matter how many times they fall short Or let you down Your love was never rooted in their obedience Or their behavior Your love was rooted in God's consistency And the fact that he's been unchanging And he's loved us unconditionally And so because God gives us that love you're able to give that love to your fellow man. So that was, um, you know, yeah, the lessons I definitely learned from that time period. So it's definitely been a, a blessing and fun to share it with you guys. So I hope you guys get some out of it. Hey, if you're feeling this or if you have any other questions, feel free to hit me up. Instagram is SelzJP, S-E-L-Z-J-P. My Facebook is a Cells Jean-Pierre Jr., J-R. So, you know, hit me up if you have any more questions or if you want to get deep into this conversation. But um, this was blessed. And uh, we're wrapping up this part two. I don't know. Maybe we keep going because I know a little thing or two about relationships. Either way, listen, I hope y'all rocking with me and I hope y'all enjoying yourselves. It's been fun. Self Speaks. Like what you heard, right? What I need you to do is, one, subscribe to this podcast. Two, share it with somebody. Don't be greedy now. Three, y'all need to join SOP's social media family. Instagram, SOP underscore Ministry HCL. Facebook and YouTube, SOP Ministry HCL. Get our original songs available on all streaming media. You want to give us a financial donation to help push this cause forward? We appreciate that. Send us that cash app at dollar sign SOP Ministry HCL. Be blessed, family. See y'all next week.